At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. You're listening to the Urban Farm Podcast, your partner in the Grow Your Own Food revolution. Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Did you know the best seeds for your garden don't come from the nursery? In fact, the seeds that will create the most robust and delicious fruits and vegetables come directly from your garden. This is because they are uniquely adapted to your growing conditions, better than anything you can buy from a fancy catalog or website. Through the magic of seed saving, it is quite possible to have the garden of your dreams. The best part is, saving your own seeds is surprisingly easy and fun. With a bit of instruction, anyone can become a seed-saving superstar. Let us teach you how in our free seed-saving webinar. Just text SEEDS to 33444 to sign up or visit seedsavinghacked.com org for more information. That's seeds to 33444 or visit seedsavinghacked.org. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Nafsika Antipas to talk about living a plant-based life. Nafsika is the host and creator of the world's first plant-based TV series that focuses on plant-based diet and living. She has studied about olive oil and the Mediterranean diet in Greece through her father's business, Polaros Inc., a Mediterranean food importer, where she has been involved for over 20 years. She created the TV show Plant-Based by Nafsika, which aired nationally in 2016, to change the world through food. This not only sparked the interest of viewers around the globe, but has planted some seeds, helping veganism become more mainstream. In 2015, she founded The Struggling Vegan, which helps people transition to a plant-based vegan lifestyle while strengthening the community in a public forum called The Veg Room. The organization offers daily menu plans, recipes, health tips, and direct messaging to plant-based doctors and coaches. Nafsika spends her spare time with her family, which includes her two boys. She and her husband both cook plant-based meals at home, and she'll educate just about anyone who would listen about why it's healthier to switch to a plant-based diet and why veganism is not just a diet, but a way of life. Welcome to the show today, Nafsika. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Absolutely. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now? 
Sure. So basically, I, uh, I've been involved with my father's business, like you said, uh, Pilaros, which is a Mediterranean importing company, mm-hmm. a vegetarian company, actually. And uh, I, was in, I was involved with a lot of recipe segments on TV, and basically I was uh, going on set and doing interviews and, and everything, and I was coordinating a lot of these segments. Mm-hmm. So I got a little bit of experience in that aspect, and a few years ago, I went vegan, and it kind of changed my life. And I was, you know, I was always in, uh, involved with TV and everything. So I was looking around and I couldn't find one vegan TV show. Um, I, I mean, not a series, not in a uh-huh. major network, nothing. So I said I was going to be the first one to do it. So that's how I came about Plant-Based Panafsica. Wow. So I actually was involved with a pilot TV show about 10, 12 years ago. They're a mm-hmm. lot of work. Yes. Yes, it has. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, tell me about the process of, you know, going from, oh my gosh, I have this great idea to Mm. actually having a show. Right. It's, it wasn't easy, definitely. But I mean, it was a lot of work. At first, I had to come up with the concept and everything, and mm-hmm. that was fine. But then I kind of tracked down um, some good producers in uh, New York, and they were great. And so we, we became a team right away. And then we basically we started pitching it to different networks, mm-hmm. to major networks. And they all liked it, actually. They all liked the idea of the, of the TV show, mm-hmm. which, was, which was great because, you know, in the past, I heard that this is, this is something that was actually very hard to do, to get a, a vegan TV show. So that's why it was, for me, a very big success. Right. that we actually were able to do that. And now we see that a lot of networks are really starting to want to also get involved with this and and um, be part of this uh, plant-based revolution, as I call it. Wow. So, um, yeah. Where, where do I see your show at? So right now we're on A&E's FYI channel. So mm-hmm. if you have cable TV, it's or you're, you have to be subscribed to A&E, and it's FYI, mm-hmm. the channel. But you can also, if you don't have FYI, you can watch all my segments, individual segments online on my website, which is plantbasedbanafsica.com, mm-hmm. or on my YouTube channel. And uh, you can uh, you can watch all the segments there, but the full episodes are aired um, on on FYI. Mm-hmm. So after about one week or two that they've aired on TV, they I we upload them to the website and YouTube channel. Cool. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually on the front page of your website and you have videos flashing by and it mm-hmm. looks like you have a lot of fun doing this. Right. Tell me yes, about that. I did. Right. So as you'll notice, people see the zombie and the zombies and they're kind of like, what's that doing there? But um, if you've been vegan or become vegan, uh, you've had a lot of people uh, probably come by in your life and and kind of either mock at the idea of being vegan or telling or kind of try to tell you that, you know, you're not um, you're not getting all your nutrients or Mm -hmm. energy. So for me, I when I did that promo is basically a, a joke, you know, that we're how people perceive vegans that they're weak and hungry and uh, moping around like like zombies like zombies so, yeah <laughs> exactly so that's what I that's why I came up with that trailer there and um, but of course my show you know dispels all those myths and uh, and that's what we we that's why I also have doctors on the show you know I mean because 
it's one thing to be talking about it, but if to have professional uh, professionals on there, you know, uh, giving their professional opinions, mm-hmm. it, it, it actually makes a difference for some of those people that are, are not so uh, amused or, you know. Yeah. But it definitely, so my show is, it kind of touches on different, various topics, everything plant-based, mm-hmm. um, from food, fashion, beauty products, to health, innovations. So we talk about all aspects of a plant-based lifestyle. Hmm. Interesting. So in in your bio, we, talk, we called it a lifestyle, really. We alluded to that. So tell me mm-hmm. why it's not just a diet and why it's a, a way of life. Right. So basically, the uh, plant-based. I mean, obviously, you know that it's you know it's food that comes from a plant-based, mm-hmm. you know, from the ground, basically, right? Yeah. So there's no animals, there's no dairy. It's not you know it's grown from the ground. It's not you know it's not any living uh, animal uh, right. you know food products. So there's that aspect of it. But but when you're vegan, you kind of take it up another few levels because it's not just about the food. It's about the lifestyle. We don't want to um, make sure, we want to make sure we're living a, a cruelty-free lifestyle. So everything we wear or, mm. or the products we use, nothing, nothing has any animal byproducts or, or um, you know, like there's no wool, there's no leather, there's no silk. And we, we check the labels. We're constantly like, I always, I've always checked the labels when I'd go to the stores. So I make sure that there's no animal products in there mm-hmm. or of course that it hasn't been tested on animals because right. a lot of, that's the other big part of my show is that we, we talk about beauty products and beauty mm. products have, they're all tested, most of them are tested on animals and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this. So, I mean, a lot of people think that, okay, well, I'm not har- harming any animals, but if you look at what you're actually wearing or, or, or the creams you're putting on or washing with, a lot of it could have been, uh, you know, could have harmed an animal in some way. Mm. So this is what we're kind of, we talk about and we, we educate about and, and, and definitely give advice and uh, tips vegan tips and Mm -hmm. and options, a lot of options. So for those people out there, and I know there's a lot of them, and I have a story to tell you here about myself in a little while, but uh, I Mm -hmm. know there's a lot of people out there that are skeptical about this whole uh, vegan lifestyle. And one of the Mm -hmm. pieces is this whole, you know, this whole cruelty thing. Can you speak to why that's important? The whole cruelty thing? Because... Before I was vegan, I didn't understand the to what degree these animals were being basically tortured. I mean, they they were raised in this lifestyle where it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, you know, from from the little pigs to the little chicks to, I mean, you know, beaks are cut off, uh, testicles are cut off. I mean, they're 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 born into this horrible torture, and and it's a daily thing. And then and then after all of all they've done for us after we just, you know, they're just slaughtered after, right? So mm-hmm. like the cows, and the if you're um, if they're male, they become veal, right? Mm-hmm. If uh, if they're female, they they produce milk for all their lives, and then when they're done with that, when they've been spent, as they call it, mm-hmm. they become beef. So it's. Um, I mean, I as a child would have never imagined that this was going on. And and when and the funny thing is, as a child, I actually would tell. I remember I would tell my mother she would try to get me to eat meat or something. And I'd say I don't eat my own kind. That was like oh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. I was like, 
five years old, I'm like, I don't eat my own kind. And she makes jokes about it to this day. But, um, but that's, how, that's how kids are. We're born um, kind of having compassion towards animals. Mm-hmm. And then we get kind of brainwashed, right? Because it's yeah. like we're trying – and it actually causes a lot of psychological damage, really. And this is another topic I'd like to discuss in a later time. But um, it kind of confuses a child because you're like saying, okay, I can eat this. And I can play with that. I can play with this dog, and but I have to eat the cow, or and it's it's kind of confusing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it causes psychologically also a lot of issues growing up. And interesting. So so when you when you kind of when you go vegan, you kind of wake up to a lot of these things, mm-hmm. and and you get enlightened basically. And so the the one really bad thing about going vegan is that when you're enlightened, you also know too much you you know like oh, you, yes. you know things that <laughs> yep. right like i can't i can't sleep at night sometimes i'm like oh my god this is going on right now every yeah. night every day i yeah. mean and and it just kind of tortures you after right yeah. so so that's why my my job here and and what i would say my mission is to help make the world a more compassionate place and mm. kind of help people understand what's really going on and, and, and show them that it's really not necessary. You don't have to live like this. You can just, you can live a, a, a cruelty-free, uh, compassionate lifestyle and without hurting any animals and still getting everything you need and still getting your nutrients, still getting the clothing that you need to keep warm in the winter and everything. There's no reason. There's yeah. no reason to use animals at all. Yeah. So I'm actually mostly vegan these days uh, about okay. six seven months ago i was at a conference with uh, ocean robbins and mm-hmm. he's a food revolution network uh, creator and i had a conversation with a jim loomis who's been on my podcast and i i have lyme disease and he asked me if i was vegan and i said well no and he said well, why not? Because it will significantly impact your health. So on August, right. on August 21st of 2016, I actually decided to go that route. And Congratulations. Thank you. And it's an experiment <laughs> at this point. One of the things I'm noticing, so I'm, my, my sweetie Heidi has uh, also taken on mostly that lifestyle with me. However, what we're finding out is that for her health, she actually needs some animal products she does better with some animal products so i'm Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm finding that this is right for a lot of people but you have to kind of it's a it's a journey where you have to figure out what's right for your health Right, and that's why I actually have that site, The Struggling Vegan, because I have um, uh, doctors, nutritionists, and health coaches mm-hmm. on there that you can actually ask um, directly, message directly, and ask a question, tell, you know, tell them about your health, and, and, and find out what you need for your body. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I think, I, I have heard of that, you know, that some people um, say that they need uh, some a limited amount of animal products. Mm-hmm. I'd have to definitely consult with my doctors and everything and, and yeah. whoever, you know, you, you would, like you did, for example. But definitely, if everybody went at least, you know, cut down meat and dairy by a certain percentage, first of all, the environment would be, mm-hmm. wow, we'd see such a difference and there'd be less pollution and, uh, and, you know, how it affects climate change and everything. But the, you know, less 
less animals would be bred into this, you know, horrible mm. lifestyle, yeah. right? And yeah. um, and then everybody would be healthier on top of it. That's just a bonus for me. Health is it's it's a bonus for me. It's more like I care a lot about the animals, mm-hmm. and because I believe in equality. So when I think of equality, I think everybody is equal, including the animals, because we are all animals, mm-hmm. and um, so that's how I see it. But uh, definitely. Everybody has, you know, health, their own story, uh, maybe issues or conditions or whatever. And and that definitely has to be um, dealt with on a case-by-case basis, definitely. And that's something Mm -hmm. what we're discovering, because both Heidi and I have Lyme disease. And what we're discovering is that it's a a journey that we have to take on ourselves. The journey to health is something Mm -hmm. that we have to take on ourselves. It's not something that we can go to a doctor and they can't give us a pill, especially for Lyme disease. Um, you know, wow. it's, it's, it's a journey that we have to figure it out. And when did you, I'm sorry, when did you find out you had this? Um, it's been coming up on three years now. Okay. And, uh, it's, you know, it's not a pretty thing. Uh, both of us are both still working. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a bonus for both of us. A lot of people with Lyme disease aren't working. And I, I've actually seen a, you know, real positive impact since I've gone to a plant-based diet on my life. I, I'm a half marathon I'm going to call myself a doer of half marathons because I don't run them. I race walk them. And what I noticed this last time, I did my last one in January just a couple months ago, and my recovery time to do 13.1 miles was like nil. There was, you know, I basically finished and I was still up and moving around, which that's a first for me. So I'm, you know, there, there are pieces of it that are definitely working. I, I definitely miss cheese, though, occasionally. And that's why. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but there's vegan cheese. Yeah. There's vegan cheese. Definitely the vegan, a vegan diet would, will help, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. No, I mean, you have, you've consulted with your doctors. And is oh, a yeah. plant-based doctor, I'm assuming? Or, oh, yes, or absolutely. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. That's great. Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck with that. I mean, yeah, I hope, thanks. you know, if we can help you with in any, any way at all, I mean, and we have, like I said, we have a slew of doctors as well. So uh, yes. if you need to uh, any uh, get any extra advice or anything. Perfect. So, know. so let's actually talk about that. You have, you, you yeah. founded a, uh, an organization called the struggling vegan. Where do we find them at? So it's on the strugglingvegan.org. Okay. And we're actually just, we're kind of uh, revamping the site right now. Mm-hmm. But basically we have, like you, like you mentioned, we have a veg room, which is like, uh, like a like a Facebook, let's say, mm-hmm. for vegans, <laughs> for vegans and struggling vegans, and it's basically a community where people can talk to one another, just like Facebook, but with a stronger focus on health and um, um, and products and things like that and tips. And when you become, if you're a free member, you have a certain amount of access. Okay, mm-hmm. you have access to the veg room and to certain posts that we have. But if you become a premium member, we have direct access we give you direct access to doctors and this is only three dollars ninety nine cents a month so oh, it's wow. like yeah so basically it's like if you have to go to the doctor instead of go to the doctor you can just go to my site it's three dollars ninety nine cents a month so uh-huh. it's really nothing and you ask them a question and they get back to you this and that and um, it's because these people these doctors and nutritionists they all want to they all have the same mission as me and they want to help people mm-hmm. so that's the way we're kind of doing this we're keeping a very low um, low cost and uh, this way, I mean, everybody's helping each other. So yeah. you have access to not only the doctors, but you have access to ma- uh, daily menu plans, recipes, different uh, vegan tips. You have access to vegan mm-hmm. tips and also uh, vegan stories. 
So it's just, you know, it's kind of, it's very resourceful. At the same time, you're having fun learning and and making new friends too. Cool. Yeah, I, I've yeah. noticed that, and Heidi is really good about this, about finding meals to prepare for us. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that seems to be one of the big challenges as we shift because we have to, we had to go from, you know, occasionally have having chicken and thinking about that to, you know, not ever having that. So how does one transition your menu planning? Okay, so for my menu plan, uh, on, on the struggling vegan, I'm assuming you're talking about, or just, or just in general? Yes, okay. both. Okay, so basically, well, I'll tell you a little bit about how I went vegan overnight. <laughs> I, I basically watched, yeah, I, I watched the, uh, I was on Netflix because I watched Netflix, and I and uh, the Vegucated is a, a documentary, film documentary that, that yep. showed up, yep. and it popped up on Netflix, so I said, okay, let me watch this and see what this is about. And it got me thinking, it was, I mean, it talked first about the health aspects. It was basically an experiment of three people that were non-vegans and then went, be- went vegan for, I don't remember, I think it's three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's kind of humorous too, um, because they're, you know, meat eaters, meat lovers and everything. So you see them starting to make healthier choices, but then it also has an aspect where they're talking about animal agriculture. So I think the key, because you see animal slaughter, the key to becoming vegan is to first watch an, a, a documentary or a video or film of, of an animal getting slaughtered. Mm-hmm. That was it for me. I didn't even, I hardly even saw anything on that. It was very light, that film, but I, it touched on something. And I yeah. think I remember seeing like a, a baby calf being pulled by its leg. That's all I needed. I went vegan that night. Yeah. So then what I did is I, I just started researching recipes so I started you know the first thing I think I made was a chickpea soup and I grinded it and made it into puree and then I made um, vegan cheese with my pasta which is made with cashews and it literally you make vegan cheese in 20 seconds you just soak the the cashews and then you when you blend everything up with nutritional yeast and garlic and oil and and water and whatever it's literally like 20 seconds you have a sauce wow so I did that and all week that's what I did every day so when I did all this, I said, okay, this is really cool. I did it very easily. Let me try to make it easier for everybody else. So that's how I found I did, uh, founded uh, The Struggling Vegan. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to find a way to make it easy for people to do the same thing as me yeah. and by giving them the recipes and saying, here, this is what you're going to make. Here's a daily menu plan. You're going to eat this every day you know, mm-hmm. or for breakfast. If you're, this is your snack and right. whatever. So that's, that's what I did there. But I think the key is really, like, if you're not sure about it, number one, it, there's always different reasons to go vegan. There's the health reason, there's the animal reason, mm-hmm. there's the environment reason. So I think it's good to kind of enlighten yourself a bit, do a little bit of um, research, uh, watch a couple of videos. And, and then once you watch those videos or read up a little bit about it, you're not going to want to go back. You're going to want to stay vegan. Yeah. So that's that's the key right there. And that's why with my show, I... I, I try to bring all this, all these topics up. And with the first season, we kind of played it a little bit safe. We didn't want to go too dirty, not, not dirty, but too uh, <laughs> deep into it or yeah. dirty. Well, you know, we had to keep a certain format, right? Yeah, yeah. So with now, now with season two, the network like the show, okay, great. We're going to go a little bit, you know, more um, maybe slightly controversial even and, um, and, and get into the real topics, you know, like I'm going to mm. get into animal testing, yeah. for example. So, and, oh, and still covering the same, yeah. the same aspects. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually yeah. had a, another piece about me about five, six years ago. I decided, mm-hmm. given I 
wasn't a vegetarian at the time, five, six years ago, and that I still ate poultry, and that's pretty much all I ate back then, mm-hmm. I was going to go ahead and raise and butcher chickens in my backyard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I went through the entire process. We raised, I don't know, 25 or so birds over a two-year period. I do them in groups of about five or six. And it was an mm-hmm. amazing process to watch. And mm-hmm. up to that point, I hadn't ever really killed anything in my life. And, yeah. you know, when it came time to butcher them, it it was me doing it. So right. when I got done with all of that, it was quite impactful uh, for me. And when it got when I got done with doing that, uh, basically what I told the people around me was, well, I'm still not a vegetarian. However, I am much more clean about my eating. And, you know, it, it, it was a it was a big impact for me to actually have to oh, you know, raise this thing from a chirpy little day old chick to, you know, being on my plate. Um, did you get attached? I purposely didn't get attached. Okay. You know, so, but it, you know, it's a, it's, it's a process for people. I, I now understand. That's yeah. That's actually a good point you bring up because uh-huh. I like, like the people who work on the kill floor, let's say, right. Uh-huh. The, with the cows and they, they have it in their mind. This is a job and they just do it. They don't let like emotions get to them right. or anything. Right. So yeah. that's kind of like, that's what people do when they're, 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 um, kind of when they're raised, this is how they're raised, thinking, mm-hmm. okay, yes, we, we don't like to hurt animals, but we have to do this because, you know, we have to survive. Right. So this is kind of a mindset that people have that we're trying to change now. Yeah. But that, no, that's a good point that you make, though. Yeah. Well, awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shift on you, and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it. Time that I failed, you know, I don't look at them as uh, failures. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, I don't really see anything as a, yeah, I, I, I see them as lessons learned. Yeah. And I, I know there are tons of things I could have done differently, but in the end, they have brought me to where I am today, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. So that's for me, I don't really, uh, it's hard for me to say what failure, what my failure. I just see them as little lessons, and um, yep, that's about it. Yeah. So tell me about a lesson you learned on the TV show. Oh, my goodness. I learned not to be too nice. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> well, because here's the thing. When, when you know, there's a bills to pay, right? Yeah. So if you want to, you want to have all these interesting people and these amazing companies that you, like, let's say companies, I, I, I products that I, that I, you know, use at home. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I've learned that a lot of companies don't have advertising budgets or TV advertising budgets. So, you know, at, at first I had to... I was offering a lot of, you know, f- free publicity and everything, and, and I still do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I also learned that, you know, if I got to keep the show going, I, I have to, yeah. I, I got to ask for some money. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to so, being in business. Um, right. And yeah. I, I hate asking for money, but yeah. that's that's part of the process or else I wouldn't have a show. Right. So I'm, I'm doing, I, I am doing that. So I am getting sponsors here and there. I also have a, a crowdfunding campaign, actually, that I started. Oh, tell me about with. it. Yeah. So I have it on Indiegogo. It's, I, I, I don't have it under the name plant-based, but I think I have it under Vegan Lifestyle TV Series is heading for season two. That's, an, that's the title of it, um, Indiegogo. And basically it's to help me, help pay for a lot of the production costs and mm-hmm. also help me get this show on other networks in other countries because I'm getting a lot of, you know, people from other countries like the UK and uh, 
Canada and Australia, and mm-hmm. everybody wanted the show available. So online, it's one thing. I don't show the full episode. So if you need to see the, if you want to watch the full episode with my with my you know narration at the beginning and the end, um, and, and 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 kind of get the whole feel of the show, then you have to watch the whole show. So you need to have it available on your you know TV provider. Mm-hmm. So this is why now I'm trying to get this show in the next season. I'm gonna uh, have it in more countries. Well, that's what I'm working at, anyways. And so to do that, I, I need to, you know, I need to have a little bit of funds. I need to do some more marketing, things like that. Yeah. So this is part of, you know, the whole process. So production and, and marketing, all that is, you know, it costs money. So, oh, yes, so I does. learned that, right? So I learned that, okay, you know, it, it's good to be nice, but, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, kind of just, just go out and just ask for money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, again, welcome to being in business. I'll tell you what, yes. when we mm-hmm. filmed our uh, TV show pilot in 2005 mm-hmm. for, uh, I think we were calling it Smart Spaces Inside and Out. It was a green show, you know, how to be green, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, we spent $20,000 and got $14,000 wow. worth of uh, in-kind donations. So we were basically at $34,000 to film a, you know, what? 20 minute pilot for a TV show and you know so it's definitely not cheap definitely not cheap and that's right I mean there's uh, you know there's you have to pay to have your show on air uh, Mm -hmm. and the the, the Mm. prices change if it's reached by region or if it's national so my show is national so it's uh, you know the costs are higher We, we film in HD there's a lot of little other costs involved so that's why I'm happy that I'm you know I'm getting sponsors and all but uh, you know every every little bit counts definitely because yeah. it, it helps me do a lot more and I have uh, I'm working on after this it will be season three season four and so uh, nice. we have a lot of uh, we have plans yes definitely nice nice congratulations so that is vegan lifestyle TV series heading for season two on Indiegogo uh, looks right. like uh, looks like you've recently started it I just recently started it. That's right. Cool. So you have a slogan that you uh, that you run around called "If you plant it, it will grow." Can you tell us about that? Yes. Right. So I came up with that. I mean, I don't know if it's been used. I'm sure it's been used somewhere in the world, but I came up with that because first of all, my show is plant based. So I and I thought of it one day when I said, "Well, if you plant it, it will grow." And obviously, I came up. I the the idea of it came from the movie. Um, uh, if, if, uh, I forgot the name of the movie right now, but you know he, they say if you build it, they will come. The 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 baseball one, what's it the called? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Yeah. So that's how I was inspired by Field of Dreams. But um, and so I said, okay, if you plant it, it will grow. Because that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to plant yeah. seeds. Yeah. So yeah. So I planted the seed with for for the show. And what's gonna ha- what's happening now is that all of a sudden I see I'm seeing veganism mainstream and it's mm-hmm. I'm seeing all kinds of things going on now and everybody's talking about veganism uh, I don't know my kids are watching a show let's say and they and, and somebody says hey I'm vegan like and my son is like hey he's vegan too you know because we're <laughs> vegan we're all vegan right exactly. so it's funny you know and it's great that it's 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 actually becoming more mainstream now yeah. so that's that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do and that's cool. how I came up with that little slogan nice so what do you mm-hmm. consider your biggest success Definitely my biggest success is putting the show on a mainstream uh, major network mm-hmm. and making veganism mainstream on TV because we've seen a lot of 
I mean, there's a lot of YouTube, uh, let's say, videos and uh, channel, YouTube channels that are vegan, of course. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, they've talked about veganism in, in certain shows on mainstream TV, but never has there been a show exclusively vegan for vegans and for non-vegans, just kind of basically talking about veganism, the lifestyle, and, and, and not just about cooking, because there's vegan cook shows, let's say, but not right. like a lifestyle, vegan lifestyle TV show. Mm-hmm. So that we just talk about everything, everything vegan. So that's that's a first, and, and that's what I'm really proud of, and that's, that's my nice. major success, I would say. Yeah. Nice. What drives you? Well, I mean... Ever since I was a little girl, I had my mission was to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. I remember I was, I was young, and I said, oh, eight years old. I remember thinking, I'm going to make this world a better place. And and growing up, I mean, I, I you know, I kind of got a little bit frustrated because you know, there's only so much you can do as a child. Right. But then I, I mean, now I know I realize that okay, you know, every every little thing counts. So my children are, are being raised now to be vegan. So we're, they understand, you know, how, how we love animals, we respect animals, and we respect the environment, and we respect, respect each other. So for me, the biggest thing here is, is just helping everyone become more compassionate and healthy. Mm-hmm. So th- this is just my kind of, I would say, my life goal to make the world a better and mm-hmm. uh, a more compass- compassionate place. So yeah. it, and it's, it's the fact that I also have my my kids my my two sons um i i want to make this world better for them, for them right yeah big because, time yeah exactly so big that's time. that's i think that's what drives me nice yeah you, mm-hmm. as you were sharing that i i got my first glimpses of changing the food system on the planet in 1975 when i was like 13 or 14 uh, oh when, wow! When I saw how we were, I, I to this day I don't know how a fourteen-year-old knows that we're overfishing <laughs> the oceans. But I wrote a paper. And, oh my God, that's great! That's yeah, amazing. exactly. I wrote a paper in the eighth grade on how we were overfishing the oceans, and it's like, wow! I don't know, but do I knew. That, do you have that online? Uh, yeah, I'd it's actually yeah, it's actually in my little book. So. Oh wow! I'm yeah. gonna read that. That's great. So yeah, that's great. I, you see. I, that that's just it. You know, kids are. Uh, I mean, they're very capable of mm-hmm. doing a lot of good in the in the world, and I I see it all the time. You know, and, and you see like, oh, there was a there was a ch- a teenager that started planting millions of trees or getting communities to plant millions of trees mm-hmm. all around the world. And now, I think he's 19 and he he's planted I don't know how many billions of trees. And he started yeah. when he was young. So these things are very very possible. And yeah. if every we just have to raise the children right basically you, yeah. and it starts at home right so yeah. um it starts and it starts with on what's on your plate also yeah so that's um that's if you get that kind of mentality going um you'll automatically be well i mean more or less anyway be a compassionate person mm-hmm. and and make you know good decisions in your life and and have a healthier lifestyle yeah mentally and physically yeah amen to that right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm all about education, and I have to know: is there a book that has been influential for you in your life? I the last book I read was probably The Three Little Pigs because I, <laughs> I have a little kid. I have two little kids. Oh yeah. So I haven't had a whole bunch of time to read. I do have a lot of books on the side of my uh, nightstand waiting to be read. You know, uh, from vegan authors and everything. But I would say, growing up, I was let's say I studied. English lit as a uh, in high oh, wow. in university, sorry, uh-huh. right. So I, I was very you know I was reading a lot of books and I was very in love with the Victorian era, mm. and I would say my my favorite novel was Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte, and um, it's it was 
kind of it's a coming of age story because it focuses mm. on the protagonist, which is Jane Eyre, yep. and, and it, it it kind of takes you through the psychological and moral standpoint and. You, you really connect with this character since because it starts off from her childhood and, and he sees that she had a rough childhood. But I love how we get to see her change, overcome all her obstacles, and she becomes a strong, independent woman. And what I loved about this is that she believes in quality and something that's always been very important to me. So equality, for me, equality is for everyone, including yeah. animals. So this is, this is kind of what inspired me a little bit. There, there's motivated the, me yeah, I was going to say, there's the thread, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yay. Exactly. What one piece of advice do you have for our listeners? One piece of advice, um, I, I would say to, uh, to to start uh, reading up a little bit on uh, plant-based lifestyle and, and veganism and everything, and just kind of educate a, yourself a little bit. And and please watch my show. Um, that would be <laughs> a, a big a big. <laughs> A big piece of advice to watch yeah. my show, which airs, by the way, season two airs. Uh, it begins on in, uh, on July twenty sixth. Oh, nice! And it'll be um, it'll be every it airs every Wednesday at seven thirty a.m. So and it's the same time all regions. So mm-hmm. please watch my show and and then let me know what you think. And I'm really interested in in hearing uh, getting feedback from people and and I take comments and um, mm-hmm. advice or. You know, anything feedback. that somebody wants to feedback. That's it. That's the word yeah. I was looking for, feedback. <laughs> and definitely, I, I'd love to, to hear feedback from, from all the listeners. But, yeah, um, I, yeah that's pretty much, uh, I would just say, go out there and start reading and, and, and watching videos and enlighten yourself. And then, yeah. and then let me know what you think about it all. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Nefsika. It has been a great you, treat to chat with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Great. So, uh, and I, before we kind of wrap this thing up, I, I really want to congratulate you. I know what it takes, probably not to mm-hmm. the depth of what you know about what it takes, mm-hmm. but I kind of know what it takes to do a TV show. And Having gotten through the first season, I just want to congratulate you. That's that's awesome. The you know the idea, the educational piece is just amazing. So congratulations there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. It. I really love talking with you. Oh, right back at you. So, how can our listeners find you? Get a hold of you. They can they can go to my website on plantbasedbynafsika.com, and there they'll they'll see a lot of videos from the show. Mm-hmm. It includes uh, recipes and TV segments and everything, uh, various uh, topics. And um, I'm also on YouTube YouTube channel. They can also search me uh, just by going plant based Benefica as well. They can for the other website if they're interested in uh, the struggling vegan. That's the strugglingvegan.org. I do have uh, a nonprofit uh, charity also called PeopleAgainstViolence.com. Oh wow! And there I have, right there I have people uh, counselors that take calls from victims of violence, and we give mm. free um, private counseling over the phone, and uh, just to help people, you know, it's it's basically any type of um, any type of help that somebody would need. They just mm-hmm. call the our toll free number, which is one eight 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 ten thirty five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I'll say that again, one eight eight three ten thirty five ninety nine. Or if you can also just go to my main website, which is nafsika.ca, and there you'll see all my projects oh, that I'm working on. Right. Fantastic. And we'll have the show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash nafsika, where all of this data will be. Well, that's it for today. Perfect. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Did you know the best seeds for your garden don't come from the nursery? 
In fact, the seeds that will create the most robust and delicious fruits and vegetables come directly from your garden. This is because they are uniquely adapted to your growing conditions, better than anything you can buy from a fancy catalog or website. Through the magic of seed saving, it is quite possible to have the garden of your dreams. The best part is, saving your own seeds is surprisingly easy and fun. With a bit of instruction, anyone can become a seed-saving superstar. Let us teach you how in our free seed-saving webinar. Just text SEEDS to 33444 to sign up or visit SeedSavingHacked.org for more information. That's SEEDS to 33444 or visit SeedSavingHacked.org. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.